0: Thank <laughs> you. Oh my gosh. Oh, he makes my day and then he also um let me stop hyping you up
1: the one. <laughs> I'm gonna get a big head bigger live... than I already is. <laughs> I live vicariously
0: through him and his fucking vacation. sure it is. I do. <laughs> so my YouTube, see, he was in fucking Thailand. <laughs> but okay, this is Tina's cousin, Daniel Rodriguez. Welcome. Woo! Thank you.
1: I'm happy to be here. Hopefully I won't be a letdown. <laughs> <laughs>
2: never, 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 never.
1: Thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming all the way down here. Appreciate yes. it. Your
0: apartment is beautiful. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. It's aesthetic, guys. Yeah, like everything you can that you see, we could do a visual. Everything <laughs> that you want to live in, in an apartment
1: in LA, it's like this is it right here. We're the only thing here. is the credenza I didn't pick because my vibe is mid-century. That was my husband. So <laughs> everything <laughs> else, it was all me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, like,
0: we're so happy.
1: to be here. Thank you. Happy so, to so have much. you guys. As
0: happy soon day. as she told me, I'm like, Let's go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But he had, have, he had like the sushi ready for us, the pizza, mm-hmm. our drink, one or our second, second drink, drink, by the way. way. Yes. And and
1: it's not like this all the time because like sometimes it might just be tagliatelle, it might be like a carne asada. But I was like, you know what, I have special guests coming. Let me let me treat them good. Let me yeah. Yeah. Let me step it up a little He's
0: bit. Lying. He's married to a chef. A oh chef. yeah. That right there alone is like. I was like, okay, living my dream, but all right. Right, right. He actually uh, catered at my and Tina's birthday party. Yeah, he did an amazing job. Amazing, like I already have him in my. I have people still still asking asking. for my wedding. Yeah, I have people still asking, like, where did you find him? And he's married to my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty awesome, guys. Yeah, so um, we're gonna start off this episode with a little game, and I'm sure many of you know it he's a ten-butt, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and so I'm going to say he's a ten-butt, blank, 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 and then you guys are going to give me your opinion each um, and then what you think the number is. Okay. Okay, so here we go. He's a ten, but he lives with his baby mama. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is that? Mm, depends on who it is. What is that?
1: That's a negative two. No baby mamas. No, none of that. Let's do the red flag again. <laughs> yes. Now, if you said sugar mama, maybe, but not baby mama. Yeah, okay. it's a difference. No. Okay. All right. Second one. He's a ten, but you gotta give me a number with, with that. Thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll your number. Let's go.
0: Okay, let's go. Okay. It's okay. That was, that was a test us. we We'll do it again. Okay. okay. So he's a ten. No, no, he's an eight. But his mama still does his laundry. Oh, wait. -uh. His mama still does his laundry, and he has her safe under queen. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? No, you know what? I'm I'm gonna give him give him a six. At least he respects his mom. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. No, no, he respects their mom.
1: uh i do have one but i don't know if you guys will get the reference for anybody that lives in la city might understand but it might be like oh he's a 10 but he lives in the valley because like, the valley is like a whole nother world no oh, offense yeah, yeah, yeah. i love my i love oh, my husband's from the valley by the way but just saying because it's like yeah it's like victorville to pomona right, right, i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding oh that's a good reference i'm just kidding i'm just kidding Sorry if anyone lives in Victorville. It's a beautiful area. <laughs> I love
2: it. Uh, it's <laughs> really
0: not. Are you lying? Oh my god! So I live in San Bernardino, and like I'm right in between the high desert and the low desert. So All I right. say San Bernardino is the ass crack of the desert. <laughs> 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 so that's a lie. Okay. Y'all on team? None. I give her weeks. <laughs> we're five minutes in our foot. <laughs> I failed horribly at the first answer. I was like trying to keep him like, hey mama, look at you're working quality. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the game we're playing here. <laughs> okay, alright. I think I got another one on the top of my head. <laughs> he's a Why? He's a nine. Oh, well, he's a nine already. But he eats all your kids for snacks. Oh no! <laughs>
1: that's a good one. <laughs>
0: he's a four.
1: I'd say like a two because <laughs> those are expensive. Yeah. Like, those <laughs> expensive, <laughs> like... And we get
0: Welch's we <laughs> baby. No, <we're laughs> Not here. the hot dog. That's too <laughs> 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 oh <my God>. expensive. I <laughs> automatically thought of Rudy. <laughs> Boyfriend making hot dogs, and he was like, is he making hot dogs?" <laughs> like as if it was like gourmet food. Like, I, I love it. Sushi? I but love I'm like,
2: it. Oh, my God, sushi. That's how he was. I and
0: i was like, oh, her house was lit for Fourth of July. Yeah. That whole block. I just, <laughs> I've always heard of block parties, but Rachel's place on Fourth of July, it was what five houses that were just going at it. It was literally everyone was in the street. It was so cool. I've I never that. experienced anything like first kind of the whole neighborhood came out and just That's celebrated.
1: Like a block party. That's yeah, it was awesome. legit. block party. Everybody yeah.
0: in their own front yard like, nobody talks to this. Like, was- oh, okay. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy was making his rounds, so I was like, yeah. They they're all pretty <laughs> like, in the street. No, but you know what? That was actually very calm. Every year that I've been there. She said that. When I was there, I was like, God, this is so late. like, this is calm. Oh, no, there was actually a year where there were so many fireworks that it looked like daylight. Like There oh, wow. was no break in between them and it was like a good three hours long. Like People went in now, I think that might have been 2020. Or maybe the year before. It was maybe. exciting. I have fun. It was a good time. Okay, Matt, target do you? Anything? <laughs> Nothing? Okay. I have no It's. They're all zeros to me right now, so guys, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of he's a 10. I don't okay. know what a 10 okay okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got one. He's a four. Regularly, oh, okay, and then okay, and he does your, your hands and your nails for you twice a month.
2: Like, oh, damn, that is nice. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nine.
1: He's a nine, put a hat on. How do you know he's bald? He's a garbage. He's bald. Put a hat on. He's a nine. that? Wow, you eat out, eating out. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> I think, I feel like that's high. That's like nine. That's, yeah, like that. that's yeah, good. that's good. And does nails, are it's nails bad. expensive?
0: Yeah. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. that's a ten.
1: But why is he a four though? But why is he a four? Because he was
0: bald. No. Oh, <laughs> <he's> bald? <laughs> Wait, was he balding <laughs> or, bald- like or bald? That? Actually, that <laughs> 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 oh my god. Make her come back up. <laughs> um, yeah, why is he a four, Rachel? It's just a game. can get that deep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me see one more, and then we're gonna start asking some questions to okay. Oh, okay. Okay, he is a, he's a five, okay. But, He could pay your kids way through
1: college. 10. Oh, 10 Yeah. Ten, ten, 10 plus. 10 plus. <laughs> ten plus. All right,
0: because they're gonna get real- <laughs> <Anyway, laughs> 15, come on. <laughs> That was fun. So you guys should play that more often. It's so much fun. Like yeah. I was playing it with someone else and we were dying laughing. <laughs> and then now with alcohol is involved, it's even funnier. Just hearing it like on social media a lot. I'm like,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's funny.
0: I've been sending it like she could've stole a joke from someone. I've been yeah. sending to them to her all week, like, hey, let's do this Daniel, let's do this. I just can't concentrate her and now. Like, the roster is really toxic. <laughs> and it says zero, so <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking with Daniel about his coming out experience, um, all of the experiences that he had like um, prior, prior, like how he knew um, what his sexuality was, and his uh, mother's reaction, his parents' reaction, whatever, um, and then what his relationship is now, and then we all know you're living your best life now, and how amazing, so, I yeah, try, I try. yeah, so we're like, what got I you from there. what got you from A to B? Yeah, and definitely. what any what um, advice do you have for mothers that um have a child that have too. a child that that may be um, questioning their sexuality or identity? How would you give some moms um, advice as to how they could uh, approach it, how they could be open to it, how they could um, nurture their kids still, you know, without the whole um. <clears throat> Excuse me. Without the whole, um, sorry, making them making their child feel judged. It's it's hard to come from a, a loving place when you don't know exactly like
2: what word you're dealing
0: with. Yeah. What I was looking for was like the stigma, basically, in mm-hmm. Hispanic homes. Oh yeah. Of homosexuality. Um, how can we grow as mothers and overcome that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it would be easier just to start off like and start from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. So um, how old were you when you first realized
1: your sexuality? That's a good question. Looking back, because I was asked that question um, recently, and looking back, I think I was around, like, maybe I was young, maybe like, maybe being like five, six, or I would see an attractive guy, but I didn't know how to translate it. Mm-hmm. So the way I translated it was, oh, I want to be like him when I get older. That's what I told myself, things like okay. that like where I would see like a good looking guy, like who's buff or something. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah. I want to be like that. Yeah. I want to look fit like that. Looking back, I kind of realized I was translating these feelings that I didn't know what was going on because when you're raised in a heterosexual family, you don't know, like you're taught, you marry a girl and that's it. Right. So you don't know like, oh, well I'm attracted to the same sex. Like, what is this? I'm different. So yeah. that looking back, that's like the age five, six, where I was like, I guess I was like curious, or wow. like interested, yeah.
0: Because we don't ever um, show our kids like affection is affection to any right. sex, right? Um, so that, that I could see how that was confusing for you. Yeah, but how long did it take you to realize, or what at what age did you realize, like hey, that I was actually attracted to that type of uh, person rather than I wanted to be like that? What age did
1: I think I fought it for a long time and what it was looking back like my family was super cool like my aunts, my uncle aunt, they they all kind of knew like I used to wear towels on my head as a little boy like flippy hair my cousin Tina right here could attest to me playing with uh, her toys right him and I played
0: in
1: our <laughs> <my> kitchen right <laughs> like, yeah I remember being with my guy cousins and, and don't get me wrong we would rough house and do all that but then I would go to my girl cousin like hey can I put your toys oh. but they're like barbies and shit yeah right? Can I
0: cuss by the way? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah
1: be okay, I just said eating you out. Oh yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, true, that's true. You're
0: good.
1: But uh, I, I just uh, realized like growing up, I think I just battled it for the longest time and I will say, and I, I want to just prefix by saying that me and, and this person I'm going to say, we have a great relationship, We're, we love each other, we text each other, but growing up, I think, I think that... Um, Kind of my bully. I I didn't have bullies growing up. I think kind of my bully was my stepfather and he treated me good as in the sense of like, he never like called me on my name. He never, but I think he was just brought up a different way where his dad was hard on him.
0: So he was a hard ass on me. So he
1: was hard on me. And then I think maybe deep down he knew I was gay. So I think he was a little more harder to kind of make me a little tougher. You. Yeah, like kind he never
0: shame me out. Yeah, I like never directly said it, but you felt it. I just
1: felt he was just, yeah. but he never like he never hit me. He never like you know he had his own issues that like we that's that's a whole nother time. But he had his own things. But growing up, I think he like just kind of made it tough to where I didn't want to come out because I grew up with a mom who was like she's a and it, guys don't take no offense to this. This is a term that we use. It's called fag hag, and it's basically like a girl that kicks you with the faggots. And again, don't take offense to that word <laughs> because I, I wanna I, it, <laughs> I wanna take away the, the power of that word. Like okay. now not All everyone right. could run around and, and be yelling at this and that. Yeah. Now if someone said it to me from the gut, like, oh you you know, you F-A-G, right. then I'd be like, what? We fighting. Yeah, yeah. But I want I wanna kinda like soften the word in the gay community where it's just like, oh yeah, like I was fagging out, or like, oh yeah, like kind of like soften the word. So, right. so I just wanna say that before anyone gets offended. And if you do, I don't apologize because I'm gay and I'm gonna still say it. Right, right, right. <laughs> you said he said what <laughs> you anyway, said. But anyways, uh, I think it was like in my teens and I even had girlfriends in high school. Like I had girlfriends in junior high, high school. I like, I had sex with girls. Like, I was okay, like- Oh, so
0: you had sex with girls. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry if I'm,
1: oh. I'm jumping questions. No,
0: no, 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 this is Tell your story. Everything. this Tell is your story. And not
1: every not every gay guy has the same experience. Right. There's a thing called gold star gay, I think the term is, where okay. they never ever slept with a girl. Mm-hmm. Ever. Okay, yeah. So that's a term like so and it's real. But for me I'm like, "Oh well, let me try to be as as quote-unquote normal as I can." Right.
0: You try to push through it. Try to like
1: assimilate into society. Yeah.
0: Did you enjoy the experience or did you know as soon as it was happening like this
1: is not for me? So, I think the girl that I did with, I think I I love I liked her or like during, I even kind of like, you kind of make this scenario up in my head. Well, uh-huh. maybe I can live this false life right, and right. maybe I can live this job and, and it'll be that. But then I, it was like down the road, I was like, I don't want to be fake or I don't want to live this false life because right. so many men nowadays, they live this false life where they go to the gym and work out and then they're hooking up with guys and then they go back to their wives yeah. or they go on the weekend trips with the boys and they're doing, they're living a whole other life. And it's like, I didn't want that. I wanted to be true to myself.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. So going back to your question that I rambled on, um, (laughs) I think it was like in my, I think it was 19. That's when I was driving. I had a car and I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be true to myself. Like, I'm going to try like, you know, meeting guys. Back then, MySpace was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We were (laughs) there. Right? And then they had this thing where you punch in your zip code and then you go like a a 15, 20, 10 mile radius and you could add friends in your area. And I remember being in, on MySpace and seeing all these people living their best lives, right? Like going to prides and hanging out with their gay friends. And me, I was hanging out. I love my cousins, but I was like hanging out with my cousins, going to the straight bars, going to Rude right. Dogs in Covina. Shout oh, out to Rude Dogs. You, yeah, oh, shout out, shout great out great to Rude Dogs. I've been there. Going to <laughs> Buffalo Wild Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go watch the game, dog. Okay. Yeah, doing all that. And I was just like, I remember, don't get me wrong, I had fun, but I remember like there's a whole other life out there waiting for me. And I and knew
0: you
1: felt it somewhere. I felt yeah. it. I Your felt it. Knew, like, My intuition knew. My intuition knew. So I think by 19 when I was already, you know, I experimented, mm-hmm. experimented, and I like, you know, went out with guys. I guess you quote them could say, AK hooked up.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I knew I was like, I'm gay, like there's no going back.
0: So when you compare the two um, scenarios, like being with the girl and then becoming were you like, oh, these are two, like, totally two different experiences in my head once it was
1: done? Good question. Like, that's a good question because I'm going to say the answer is 100% yes. There's no, for me, there's no comparison. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. if I remember being younger and I'm like, this is literally, like, the battle or struggle I'd go through being a teenager and saying, I wish there was, like, a pill or something I could take to make me straight. Yeah. And make me it's live not, like a chose shit. It.
0: Right. And I, that's the stigma I feel like we need to express to people where they think, like, oh, you chose this life. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, who would want in a world that's so stigmatized on yeah like no you don't want to battle something that you know people look down upon honestly who cares what people fucking think but i'm just saying like that's not something that you want for yourself exactly that's horrible when people
1: think like that in a perfect world I, i have a vision of a perfect world where no one has to even come out where they just live their lives and they date who they date where it doesn't have to be this thing where mom dad i'm gay it's just like you bring the person over, and that's the person you're dating. Right. Like that's what I envision in like a perfect world. Will we ever get there? Uh, who knows? Yeah. But. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just have to say real quick. Um, when when my kids were in elementary school, I kind of struggled with it because I I grew up in the same street type household. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was stigmatized. It was like you know you better not do this. You better not be girls. You better not, you know. And not that I had interest in it, but it was just something that was like. Um, hammered into my head, hammered yeah. into my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you get older and you're trying to um, unlearn all of these generational curses, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I came out of practice with my kids and I made it a point, since they were in elementary school, to ask them, oh, you think the little girl's cute? I asked my son. Um, she's okay. You think the little boy's cute? Like, just to not like oh do you like boys
1: that's we get a theme.
0: Yeah so yeah. I was trying to just be like, oh do you, do you like Thank you um I like his shoes and I'm like oh, okay cool like you know just to make it so nonchalant to the point where yeah. if they did have to come out to me it would be like hey mom um I'm gonna bring a guy home. If my son were to say that to me, yeah you know I'd be like okay cool go ahead pop up I'll bring I'll make you dinner like don't worry about it. Um I don't want to get emotional but <laughs> That, like how you said, you, you dream of that world. I do, too. Yeah. You know, I don't want my kids to ever feel like I'm against them for any, whoever they love. whatever Whoever yeah. they love, I'm going to love. And I've let them know that since, I think my son was, like, in the second grade, first grade, second grade. Yeah. So, um. So, I, I share that vision with you. And wow, I really that's hope, awesome. I really hope other, other moms could feel that way or, or um, let their kids know that they're unconditionally loved, no mm-hmm. matter what, so they don't.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's beautiful. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely feel the same way. I mean, you want your kids to feel unconditionally loved. You don't want them to feel like if they come to you, all hell's going to break loose.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, How did you transition into being like, you know what, I should let my family know now?
1: Yeah, that, that's a good <laughs> question. I feel like at, at points, they kind of, they knew, like I knew deep down they knew. I didn't have a girlfriend, like not to like hype me up, but I was – good looking like it's good right. if you guys single
2: Still are. okay yeah, thank you I have no so brag. I had no
1: kids like all my cousins had kids like I should have my kid at like 12 no, I'm just kidding <laughs> so it's like like what's going on like oh you don't know, have a girlfriend so I knew they knew and, and I would be feeling uncomfortable but the sad thing is most of it was in my head because my family is very open-minded like they already grew up with me and they knew who I was right but I think I had this this fear of my dad because I want to say and I this is not I'm not bashing him because he is my dad I've, so I was blessed with two dads so Tina is my cousin um, because basically our dads are brothers and um, so I you know I didn't grow up with my biological dad but I was raised knowing who he was and loving him because that's the kind of person my mom was but she also you know I got a bonus dad you could say. And as much as he was a hard ass to this day, like I love him, right? Cause we love our parents unconditionally, right? right? With right. all their faults to this day. He's texts me and send me videos all my work. And I'm like, God, leave me alone. Like I'm working, <laughs> but that's just how it is. You know, it's growth, but I was more scared of him. Cause he would be yelling at the TV and this is him back in the day, back in him being in his 2030s. And he would say like, Hoto, look at this value. Look at the, yeah. you know, look at this, you know, saying to the TV when there was like a gay guy on TV, you know, and that's in the culture. I understand. Right. And looking back, I was like, damn, like I was scared. I was like, I don't want to come out to this guy. Mm -hmm. But then, um, I could go back to that. I'll go back to when I told him because it's actually a nice story, but I was finally ready. I was like, I want to be in love. Like I knew I wanted true love. Mm -hmm. I was already going to be 27. That's late. That's really late. And I was like, I want to have someone that I could bring around my family and that I could spend the rest of my life with. So I made a point to where I'm like, I'm going to tell my family, but how I did it was I told them each when I told them, sat down, and told them. I said I'm gonna confirm something with you. I never said, "Hey guys, I have a secret." Right, 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 <laughs> I was like, "I'm gonna confirm." You that
0: they knew.
1: Oh, for sure. Right, yeah. even, well, a even one of my aunts who I love, I love to death. Shout out if you're listening, Auntie Drena. Uh, I love her, but she was like, she would send me uh, birthday cards and like, miho, I love you. Uh, be true to yourself." <laughs> like,
0: like, you to she was giving me little hints. She was giving me hints like-
1: and and props to my family because let me give like advice a word of advice if you have someone in your family and you think they might be gay i think the i think the worst thing to do is to ask them i mean if unless you're your, you're the mom cuz my mom asked me if i was gay a couple times i denied <laughs> it at first but if if you're not the mom you can't ask your family member if they're gay they have to come out when they're ready because if you do it will make them feel alienated yeah. no, and then they won't okay. want to come around you so that's something that like but if you're a parent and you have these you know you have these ideas and you can't ask I think you should ask. I think I personally think. I don't know how other people feel.
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah, so I finally just confirmed to my family, and the first person I actually told was my cousin Joey. Um, shout out to Joey if you're listening. I got you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, me, and him lived together for so many years, and I was like living his life. And when I say that, I mean, and it's nothing bad, but I was helping him raise his boys when they would come over. You know, we'd like all hang out we were going to bars you know of course i enjoyed going to bars with my cousins but it's like this it felt like it wasn't my life
0: you're mirroring his life i was mirroring his because life it was safe to do
1: it. his was it was safe and it was the quote unquote straight life and this mm-hmm. is you know this is living in west covina
0: so this was supposed to be doing
1: supposed to be doing right? right yeah and then even i would go to bars and i would make out with girls like i mean who doesn't like a good make out sesh right right? Right, 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 <laughs> right yeah but i would be like you know making out and stuff and it wasn't that i wasn't faking it or into cuz i was into it like I think even now like, like I'm a
0: good kisser, bro. I like, yeah. Share this with the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly.
1: I feel the same way about
0: myself.
1: Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Rodriguez thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think, um, I think basically from that point, I was like, okay, I need to tell him. So I remember we spent Easter together, went to Laguna Beach. Our family's so tight, but I think mm-hmm. that year maybe something went down or everyone was doing their own thing, you know, family is. Yeah. And we hung out, it was me, him, and his now wife. We went to Laguna Beach and we had a beautiful day. It was Easter. We hung out, and I remember being in the back seat going home um, from Laguna Beach back to like West Covina, and I remember having this feeling like if I die today, like this was the most best day of my life. Like,
0: no one's gonna know your
1: truth, and no one's gonna know my truth. And I and we're driving, and and I was like, no one will know that I'm gay, and like I mean they you know they'll know, but they yeah. I would never they'll never hear from me. So I remember in the back seat being so happy and so excited, and I said joey there's something i have to confirm to you and he's like what danny like i saw their faces in the rearview mirror and they're like they're ready for it (laughs) i was like i was like i'm gay i'm gay like and then they're like they both looked at each other and they're like and the thing they said was oh my god danny i'm so happy like they were so genuinely happy and i'll never forget that memory i'll never forget that because they were so happy and i remember my cousins like let's go to West Hollywood, like, because supposedly I've never been there, but I've already been there, like, millions, <laughs> millions of times, but he's like, we're gonna go straight to West Hollywood, so from Laguna, we went out to West Hollywood, and they took me out, like, and we had a blast, and that was Easter, this year was, it must have been, like, 2012 or 13, and the next day, fell on April Fools, so imagine, this is Easter, and the reason oh, I bring this oh, up, okay. so this is April Fools, hey, hey. yeah. Oh so during this, during this time, I was a little exempt employee working for, we'll just say city government, because I don't want to say which city, yeah. but I was working for city government and I was a little exempt employee, meaning that like I wasn't full time. I was just trying to get my foot in the door. And at the time, my mom was still working there. Um, this is before she retired. And so she would pick, we would carpool together because prior I would have two jobs. I was working like a night at a hospital. You know, you hustle in your twenties, you're like working nights and then trying to get your foot in the city, but you still got to pay those bills. Right. And I remember um, I must have got must have been so hungover cuz I passed out in my clothes and I remember my mom was banging on the door cuz um, the back house that me and my cousin shared it had a sliding door and I was literally passed out on the on the couch and she was pissed she's like Danny get up come on like I seen her face and she woke me up and I I was like oh shoot so I got up, went in the car, all crudo, all smelling, like alcohol. Like, she's like, made me go brush my teeth. like All bad. But I couldn't be late. I was trying to get in, and, and we were driving on the way to work. And I still had that, like, emotional, like, I call it emotional hangover, meaning, like, whether you drink or not, but you had, like, the best night of your life. Okay. Those emotions carry over, and you wake up with it. So I, I guess I still had that, like, um, what's the opposite of fear? I still had that uh, courage. Yeah, courage, you're, I think. like.
0: Like high off the courage. I was high
1: off the courage. Like, I want everybody
0: to feel happy for me right now. <laughs> yes, so, you know, yes. Life. Especially you, mom.
1: Exactly. So we're driving on the way to work, and I, I'll never forget this. Um, so cliche, but the song by Pink, it's Just Give Me a Reason. It was playing in the background, like, just give me a reason. just And I'll never forget. And it was April Fool's. I have to keep on saying that because I told my mom, I was like, <laughs> Mom, there's something I got to confirm to you. We're on the way on the 605-10 interchange, getting ready to go to downtown. Um Oh, I just said where I work. So I work for City Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's how I was coming, up. <laughs> yeah. That's how was coming up. <laughs> So we were on our way and I said, Mom, I have to confirm um to you I'm I'm gay. And she's like, What? Like no, like she's not she didn't say no, like no, but she was just like shocked. And she's like, It's April Fools, are you joking? Like it's April Fool's. Yeah. No. I'm going to give you a quick, a quick little background. My mom, like I said earlier, she's a, she's a hag. Like she loves play. She loves Mariah Carey. Like she's like, she's a gay guy, like trapped in a woman's body. Right. Like, so that's her, like Donna Summers. That's, that's her. She had a lot of gay friends growing up and she did ask me in my twenties because I was going through a difficult time where I was like drinking and driving. And I had an incident where I crashed a car. Don't drink and drive. Everybody use Uber. I was drinking and driving and I crashed and, and she asked me, she said, you know, cause I was battling my demons and she's like, are you gay? And I said, no, mom, if I was gay, I would tell you, I would tell you if I was gay. But at that time I wasn't ready. I was Mm -hmm. still struggling. Yeah. So now here I am 27 and I'm ready. And she was in shock and it wasn't in shock that like, Oh, like my son's gay. Like, no, this is, but it was more like, she had a life planned out for me in her head. And I was destroying all those dreams she had made for me. You know, the dreams of having a grandkid, the dreams of walking down, of, you know, getting married in the church and this and that this is what she told me later that's why i say that and so i told her and she kind of took it a little rough like we didn't really talk for like a week or two and what helped us is that she had a uh, friends that were a couple that are lesbians and they talked to her and they sat her down and kind of said like you know your son needs you like he loves you mm. like he's not anything different it's just you know he he loves the same sex you know and it took her two weeks but now she's like the number one are my number one yeah. ally and fan. Like she was there when me and my husband got married. She was the only witness there. Like she's Aww. yeah, she's my everything. So, she just had to go through that little brief moment. And that's
0: the yeah. thing, you know, so dope is that she was blessed. If he was a son, that you understood where she came from after. Yeah. You could have took it the other way and been like, we'll forget you. You're yeah. not gonna accept me. Then you know
1: whatever. One hundred. And I also thought about people that get kicked out of their house. Like I tell this story, and like you know, I could laugh about it, but. There's people that get kicked out. Right. That have There's to. There's
0: people that get shunned from their family. Shunned. and like, I, that's
1: it. And that's it. And it's sad. Yeah. And that, it's like they have sad. to make ends meet. There's like young kids that are like prostituting themselves. Right. Because they don't right. have a place to go. Like, yeah. it's just, it's sad. It is sad. It
0: is sad. But, you know, so thankful to share your perspective of a mom. Like, it's true. Everything that you think of for your child or you have, as soon as you have a baby. hmm You have these wishes and desires for your child. Yeah. And of course, life doesn't always go to plan, but instead of being disappointed, like by sharing your story, I feel like other moms can maybe understand where their kids are coming from and have some kind of better plan, like in place. If your kid does come to you and say like, Hey, this is what I want to do with my life. You're better prepared hopefully the right people get to hear this episode.
1: That's what I hope. And yeah. that
0: was my intentions from the beginning. I like, it just came in my head and I'm like, you know what? This would help so many people like in, in these situations. Right, especially now that it's more, now it's starting to be a little more normalized. Thank God. It's yeah. starting to But it's not like that for everybody, like not in the Hispanic, Hispanic especially. Mm-hmm. No. It's, yeah, It's just. Exactly.
1: Machismo. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like not my son. Yeah. you know, and it, and it doesn't have to be that way, right? What if your son's fucking super dope, like you know, yeah.
2: like yeah,
0: they could yeah. be super dope doing what they want with their life and be happy. You don't want your child to be sitting there and just they're gonna be miserable, hate themselves yeah. because they feel like you hate them, and yeah. you let them. Yeah, they let you down. Speaking of dope ass sons, I don't know if you guys, I know you have, but I don't know if you see my son. On um, he's my best friend.
1: Like, he's hilarious. He's
0: I saw like the video. The best fucking and he's always been super um kind of feminine mm-hmm. um like i said i want him if if he is you know later on which i really don't feel like he is but i mean either way i want him to be able to, to be okay comfortable. with me yeah um he's my best friend i could take him anywhere anywhere yeah. anywhere legally like when he's old enough to go to a bar best believe i'm going to with my son yeah okay. Noticed because I was the single mom for so long and we just had him and my um, oldest daughter, so it was just those girls. So I've had the conversation um before trying to realize um that the way that we were raised wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I've had the conversation with Diddy, my best friend, Diddy, your cousin. Mm-hmm. Um hey, um I'm I'm a little scared, like by something really freaking feminine and like you know, but, yeah. but for for you know what Look, I didn't I didn't realize at the time I'm like he's being I think he might be gay like mm-hmm. he's so feminine and like he likes to joke around like from what I what I knew at the time I guess what I was used to was toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and my son wasn't showing that because I wasn't raising that right and once I realized well you're not fucking raising another yes douchebag yes that's what it is he's sensitive mm-hmm. he's um he's considerate. Mm -hmm. He's a gentleman. He's who gives a fuck who he loves. That that was what I finally came to the realization of who gives a fuck with who he loves. As long as they treat my baby, right. The person that I'm raising, he's going to be a great husband one day to whomever he wants to love. And, um, but just coming into that realization of like, Hey, I can't be afraid of that. I need to kind of just make it more okay for him. And I feel like that made me and him even closer. So,
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And That's then gross. And the
0: same thing with my daughter, um, you know, she's a tomboy, I was a tomboy and yeah. I try to let her know all the time. Like you could be a pretty tomboy. You don't yeah. have to be, um, you know, super masculine to the point where like you look like a boy, or whatever I try to teach them, you know, what gender you know, it's like a social construct, whatever, like, you know, if, if by any reason you want to go by a different pronoun, whatever, let me know. So right. I could learn it in my brain. I've known right. you since they told me your gender. And yeah. it'll be hard for me to try to, not hard, but it'll be a process for right. me to try to get it in my head, what you want to be or what you want to um, identify as.
1: Unfortunately, we live in a, a society with labels and everyone's so quick to label.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I have a theory, like this is my own personal theory, but I feel like for girls, girls are more flexible because they love with their hearts, whereas men we love physical first and then we fall in love. Very true. Very true. So I could see why some. Let's just use Angelina Jolie, who you know had relations with a woman, and is and then her last relationship was Brad Pitt.
2: Right.
1: And you know, I think women could be fluid and go back and forth. My theory is for men, not so much. But I feel like people are so quick to label. Like, imagine if we labeled Angelina Julia lesbian, then what? Oh, that's it. But now, you know, she was just in a heterosexual relationship. Right. So I think that's another thing is we can't, like, be so – not not saying to you or anything, but just society in general, like, be so yeah. quick to label people.
0: I feel the same way. I feel the same way when they're just, like – or how the kids – like, the girls came home one day and was like, oh, my friends just – they don't love gender. They just love everyone. And I'm like <laughs> –
2: sorry i don't mean to laugh i
0: know but that's what i was like yeah right yeah it's like no guys i don't i don't know i mean i don't maybe because i just don't understand it right i really don't and i'm not trying to sound like close mine is just i don't understand um i feel like you have to know like who you who you're in love with
1: i think a lot of kids nowadays are so quick to like not just on TV. Not to sound like a like a boomer or anything, but they're so quick to see like TV and be like, "Oh, I'm by two then," or "Oh, I'm
0: right," or it's trendy. Yeah, or it's
1: trendy, yeah. and it's like, no, I mean, you're you're young. Enjoy your life. Like, don't label yourselves yet, or don't. Right. Like, you know, just just live your life and yeah. see what happens.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. If you wanna you wanna make them know that they have a safe space while they're going through all this shit of like even. Don't even know what your favorite food is yet yeah. how do you know who you right. want to and, love? And, exactly. you, and you're growing and your appetite's going to change yeah. yeah just like <laughs> just like everything else that's true um after you came out and everything was good how long after did you transition to the life that you make for yourself now
1: good question so um I so going back to when I told my mom, I told my my stepdad, and it was so easy to tell him. Well, I didn't tell him. I told my mom, you tell him. And <laughs> one day I was sitting in the living room, and this is after like time passed, and he came, he popped his head out, and he's like. Hey, Danny, he's like, uh, your mom told me about you coming out. Like, I just want you to know, like, I don't understand it, but you're my son and and I love you. Like, I don't, like, I don't care about that.
2: I know that. Yeah. And mind
1: you, I had this big, like, you know, in my head, I was like so scared, but this is already years after him of like kind of getting his shit together. And when I say shit together, I mean like just not drinking no more and just kind of clearing your head. Sometimes your head is fogged. Mm -hmm. So going back to the things he was saying when he was younger, that's like young self, you know, you grow up and you learn. Now he's like, he's cool, with, him and my husband, they're both like cooks, they're both chefs. So like, they talk about that and they bond. So it's cool. Like,
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, so so that, that fear I had, and then my family was cool. And then I met, I had my first boyfriend finally, at like 28. Okay. So after I came out at 27, I met my first boyfriend at 28. We met at Circus Arena, Circus Disco. If anyone remembers that, no? Okay. No. <laughs> I feel like some of the, maybe some of your listeners might have heard circus or went with maybe their gay best friend, or maybe their parents went to circus. Ask your parents because my mom went to circus. When I told her, I was like, oh, I went to circus. She's like, I went there too. Really? It was like a disco club back in the day. Yeah. Right there on uh, either Hollywood or Sunset. So I met my first boyfriend there and he was 10 years older. Um, He lived in like, I guess you call it East Hollywood Silver Lake. He's already established. He had his like shit together. And here's this 27-year-old, like, just, like, you know, wet behind the ears, whatever. We yeah. met. We met. And then we kind of lost contact. And then I think for my birthday, he kind of wished happy birthday. said, let's go on a date. Went on a date. And then, you know, I eventually fell in love. And um, we weren't together that long. Like, in my head, I think I created this, like, fantasy because he was my first love.
0: Well, yeah, that's Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: yeah. We weren't together that long. Yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> to him, he was probably like, oh, this is just a young little kid I want to have fun with, whatever. Yeah. Not young little kid, I was twenty-seven, but this is a young kid I'm on the phone with. But for me, I was like, oh, I love him so much. And I remember the same conversation of when I came out to my mom. I remember going to work with my mom and we're driving. And I was like, Mom, I'm in love. And I remember I started crying. I was such a like I was 27, but I was like, I guess emotionally I was like immature, or, like, yeah. you know, in that kind of in that aspect, because this was my first love. And we're together, and of course, me being young, toxic, and just like not knowing how to appreciate, you know, your first love. He was like, I ain't going to deal with the shit. So like we broke up, but I remember breaking up and I remember going home and being like so sad. And what I realized is not only was I sad over the relationship, but what I sat, what I was sad about was leaving LA because during the time we we're together, I spent so much time in Los Angeles and I fell in love with the city. Mm-hmm. Not only had I grew, grown up with my mom coming to work in the city, but I just was in love with LA and I think that took a toll more. So it kind of lit a fire under my ass to be like, okay, let me get my ass to work and like let me really hustle to get over to L.A. Yeah. So I was working for the city, and I finally got in full time. And, you know, you don't start in a nice apartment, like how you guys say. I, I was living in, like, oh, man. It was, like, the bottom of the barrel. Like, it was near Skid Row almost. It was on 15th Spring. Oh, yeah. And it was called Alexandria. If anyone knows Alexandria, it, they had a bar below called uh, Down and Out. And I remember, like, every other day, someone would be dying. The coroner's car was there. Wow. People will be overdosing because it was like an income based apartment. Like anyone could live there and they, based off what you made, you pay rent. Oh, wow. But I was like living my best life. I had a studio. Yeah. Like my cousins would come, they would love it. Like I was just living my best LA life. Yeah. And I think just from there, um, you know, you go start there and then you go to another apartment. And then let's face it, I met my husband and he's bougie. Like I'm not really bougie. I could live in like a shoebox. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And I
1: remember when we first, like, said let's live together because he grew up in the the San Fernando Valley he's like let's live together but he wanted a nice apartment which I understand but he wanted to live in like North Hollywood I was like I ain't living in the valley nowhere no you know nowhere near the valley like uh uh-uh it's like 10 degrees hotter no offense if you live in the valley it's cute I'd like to visit but but I was like I remember we saw this place and I was like I was so sad and I remember I was like, Oh, this is it then. I guess you're gonna sign the lease. Like it was right it was right in North Hollywood and, and I remember I came home and I'm like, wait, let me find another place and literally the apartment that you're in today, we lived in a smaller unit and we went that day and we checked it out and then next thing you know, we're living in, in that apartment. So like that, you know, my job and then building a life out here, like you know, I have friends that I still communicate with on Facebook and social media that live that grew up in where I grew up but it's kind of like, this is kind of like the life I'm making, meaning like, mm-hmm. like I, I value the friendship that I had with them or have with them, but it's like, this is like my new life. This is like, all my friends are like mostly gay, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, this is the life I built. Like now I'm living the life that I've always wanted to, right. the life that I was on You're my not, space with. Right.
0: Yeah. Secretly living. Yeah. Yeah. Living. See, that's awesome. That, that you were able to translate it to real life. Yeah it wasn't just something in your head manifestation it's, yeah because that's sad a lot of people don't get to do that they don't get to really fully live them their full life they have to hide because they feel like they're gonna be a disappointment or they're a failure or whatever mm-hmm. but i really suggest people to look in a cousin's life because yeah. you can be that person you can be fully happy
1: yeah I've I've met guys along the way in my early 20s that were in the closet, or they were, you know, where I found out after all they were married. And when I find out, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to be dealing with like, I don't want to be messing around with someone that's married. But a lot of people live that life. Because, you know, like, like you said, they're never comfortable to come out. But it's like, you're living a double life. And God forbid, you're out on the streets. And you get, you know, you get something an STI or, you know, worse, you know, HIV AIDS. You bring it back to your wife, your wife who doesn't know anything, like and
0: thinks she knows you, Think she who knows you, you. Are. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And how are you gonna explain that? Oh, yeah, you could say, Yeah, I was messing around with another girl, but it's like it's not fair, it's not fair for her, it's
0: not fair, it's not fair for them either. I feel like that's when it spirals and then depression happens, or it's a coping mechanism, whether it's drugs alcohol, or drinking, yes, or whatever they decide to use, but. It's just sad, and who knows if they're not coming from a supportive family? Who knows if they're just like they'll be shunned? Because that's that's real that's real shit for anybody.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: What is your, your relationship with your your family, your parents? Did anybody shun you for this, or do you have a good relationship with everyone?
1: Pretty much everybody. The last the last aunt I told, um, cause she was like really into her her um faith, and. What I've known for a true Christian is that a true Christian loves everybody for unconditionally. Right. And it turned out that when I told her, she ended up being that Christian. But for the longest, I was afraid to tell her because I thought that she would shun me and not. So I just kind of said, oh, I'm not telling her. You know, everyone else could kind of tell her. Yeah. But she sat me down and she said, mijo, like, I was kind of disappointed you didn't, you know, go around, do your rounds and tell me. She yeah. said, because I love you. And I'm like, you know, I apologize. And I told her I had this, you know, preconceived notion that. You're gonna shun me because of your faith, but that was in my head, and I shouldn't be like that. But now knowing that, like I said, true Christians—they're open-minded. And they're gonna yeah, love true, you. Yeah, regardless. yeah. True Christians,
0: you're gonna love unconditionally because we're not to judge. Excuse me for saying that because I feel like growing up Christian, we get such bad rap. Right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. definitely. The stupid uh, Christians that are like super extreme. Right. Like that, I I look at them and I'm like, you're not, you're not good, you're not. Yes. Don't if right. you had God's love in your heart, you couldn't find this hate that you're spewing to people. Right. Yeah, that if blows my changes. mind when you see that on social media. Oh, yeah. That really blows my mind. Even with the abortions and all that stuff. Yeah. It, it breaks my heart. And and I'm almost, like, in this day and age, I'm almost ashamed to say I am, you know, because of the rap that we get. And, you know, I, I'm not saying I go to church every Sunday. I don't. Right. But my mom taught me this faith, and I've had it
1: you know, what's in your heart. And what I think too, is that, um, Christians like, like for or any faith, like you said, there are ex- extremists or there yeah. are people that are extreme, but also what I tell them is that God, God doesn't make mistakes. And, and I believe that God made me this way. I was yeah. born gay, whether I, I kind of, you know, put it in the back of my mind or denied it. I was born this way and God doesn't make mistakes. Right. You know, how can right. you say God made a mistake making me? He's right. perfect. Right? right. Right. So God made me this way. So I say that, you know, um, Maybe you're worshiping another God, but my God loves everybody. Right. know yeah. that, and
0: that's perfect, too. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Preach! Oh yes. Hallelujah! <laughs> church, <laughs>
2: church
1: I know. church, but okay, I'm here. Okay, let's get x rayed right. Let's get x rayed out. now. <laughs> oh, I love
2: it. Oh my God.
0: Let's get the wine out. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And you know what's so true to me, too, because going back, how, oh, like, us growing up and playing and stuff, Nobody taught you to be like, oh, go play with Tia instead of the boys. You (laughs) know what I mean? It was something that you felt in your own heart. And as an innocent child, you know, we were playing house. We were playing with Barbies. I mean, I would go spend the night. And I remember like, I truly remember being like, oh, I want to go spend the night over there. Like we had fun together. And you can't teach a child that. Yeah. So it, it was natural for you. Yeah. So that just blows my mind too. Like you have to. I think you just have to be observant of your
1: child. And- oh, definitely. I think one of my, one of my aunts, she would kind of, you remind me of a story like, and I think I told this story recently, but um, my aunt would take us to the mall. It was her kids and two of her nephews, which was me and my other cousin. All four of us would go to the mall. And I remember she would give everyone like 20 bucks to go to the arcade, like play. But then she would give me a choice. She'd be like, um, do you want to go play in the arcade? Or do you want to go help me pick out an outfit and I'll buy you an outfit or a shirt. And I would choose to go with her, right, so she yeah. would go because <laughs> I was like, right. I, wanted, I wanted some gear. Right. So she would go on her clothes and ask my opinion. And did she take it or not? I don't remember, but she probably just wanted like, I don't know, me to come along or be her little sidekick. But then she would buy me like a shirt or something, and the shirt was probably even less than twenty dollars. But that ba- that value for me was higher than going to the arcade. Right. But you know, I still you know I still balance between cousin time and like. I guess call it girl time, girl yeah, talk. Right. But I was like, I'd rather go shopping.
2: Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Awesome. But okay, we just
0: want to thank you again. You're so
2: awesome. We <laughs> you love you. your place. We you love your vibe. I've always loved
0: your vibe. Thank always. you. Same her. to you guys.
1: I love yeah. this podcast. I listened to it like, I, well, I just got into it, but I, I told Cousin Tina, I'm like, you guys are awesome. Like, it sounds like, Two Girls bullshitting, like just hanging out,
2: no, yeah. but, you, <laughs>
1: but you guys say like some shit that I'm like nodding my head. I'm like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, he is toxic. Oh, yeah, don't talk to that guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, we would love to have you again. We gotta yes. play more games because yes. honestly, they're, they're so fun. Yeah, like, especially getting um, a different perspective. Yeah, you see how Tina loves so hard, so she always try to find the good in people, and I'm always trying to technically think it's always good to have an yeah, person. it really is. You know how yeah. they have their input on it, but thank you so much again. Of course, yeah. thank you. Thank you for inviting us into your home. Anytime. We're in LA, bitches. <laughs> yeah. We're in a penthouse, bitches. <laughs> We're about to go swimming. <laughs> we We're up here.
2: We out here. On a Sunday,
0: Sunday, fun day. And you know what? Uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. everyone. What are your thank you. I'm just thankful that I have a cousin who's able to live his best life. <laughs> You know what? You're my cousin now, too.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I Well, when I first, like, started, like, I guess, you know, you fall off with, with family that yeah, you connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have your I, I thought yeah. you were my cousin. I was like, oh, this is my other cousin. <laughs> I yeah. I but you, so are, I you know. are. You Here are, are my cousin. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: I'm You're like, that girl is always around. She yeah. must be my cousin. Yeah.
1: And she's like, a whole family cousin. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, though.
0: Do you have any... Anybody struggling or yes. any anything. Anything, yes, if if you could please give um any moms that may go through it without even knowing that they're gonna go through this. Um in yes. their candidate yeah. advice. Do you have any advice as to how they could perceive it or how they could help the, the process
1: or- I just say the number one thing is I mean, as teenagers, I, cause I could remember being a teen teenager and being moody. You know, we get in our moods and we go to our rooms and we wanna be alone. That's just that's normal. Mm-hmm. But I would say listen to your kids. If if they're, you know, they're doing something, they're acting out, that's that's a cry for help. Listen to them and talk to them and kind of give them without without asking them shit, kinda of let them know that they're love no matter what, no matter what they what secret or what thing they're holding on to, let them know and just give them that safe space to feel comfortable and talk. And if they do say something and you are a little shocked or thrown off, you know, put on your best poker face, <laughs> listen to them. Run, you know, run to another room or something and just be like, you know, process whatever it is, but you're allowed to have that time to process whatever, you know, they tell you just don't beat yourself up. You know, I know as it is, I'm not a parent yet. I will be one day, but I know it's hard for for you guys. But just know that it's hard for us little t- I mean not us, but when we're teenagers. Because it's like it's the end of the world we feel like, right? right. Then we get older and we're like, I wish I could be a teenager. Right. But I could just say just listen to your kids because a lot of the times we don't listen, they're crying for help. If they're acting out, they're crying for help. Um, just listen to them and just talk to them. Just be open with them. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank it you. was fun being here. Yeah. I love you guys. We're
2: definitely happy Thank back. Thank you. Yeah. Can't wait.